I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. I'm Sebastian. And I'm Zane C. Weber. And today we are reviewing Movie 43. Starring Dennis Quaid, Greg Kinnear, Common, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, Lee Schreiber, Naomi Watts, Anna Faris, Chris Pratt, Kieran Culkin, Emma Stone, Richard Gere, Kate Bosworth, Jake McBrayer, Asif Mandy, uh, sorry, Manvi, Justin Long, Jason Sudeikis, Uma Thurman, Bobby Canalave, Kristen Bell, John Hodgman, Christopher Mintz Plus, Chloe Grace Moretz, Patrick Warburton, Gerard Butler, Sean William Scott, Johnny Knoxville, Halle Berry, Stephen Merchant, Terence Howard, Elizabeth Banks, Josh Jamal and Hugh Jackman Written by Just everyone And directed by A slightly small list of everyone Including Elizabeth Banks Stephen Brill Steve Carr Rusty Kendreff James Duffy Griffin Dunn Peter Farrelly Patrick Fosberg Will Graham James Gunn And Brett Ratner Some say Sebastian is still reading the cast list to this very day. And that he's not talking to you about reading the cast list to this very day. No, no, no. Well, through the power of editing and um, I'm going to say production techniques, I don't know. It's fine. Maybe he still is. How are you? I'm fine. I killed Alex because he's weak. Yeah, he was weak. He died a lot easier than I thought he would, but I mean, that's what happens. Yeah, well... If my timing on this is correct, I'm going to say Happy New Year to everyone listening, thereabouts. I think it's or soon to be New Year. Yeah, if you haven't had a good New Year yet, it's coming, right? So, why are we doing this movie? When, when did this happen? I mean, like, this was not my idea. Um, this wasn't your idea directly. I suggested this movie when you were like, "We've got too many good movies on our list. We should review some bad movies." And Zane said, "Well." I know the worst movie I've ever seen, and it's movie 43. This we is, should do that one. And I probably agreed. Okay. That, that, <laughs> I don't have to even think back. That all sounds pretty legit to me. Now, when I say bad movie, I mean bad movie that has no excuse to be bad. Like yep. it has very good actors in it, very good directors on it, very good writers writing it, and it is still complete garbage. I don't want to give away too much of the review I have planned for this movie, but I will say, even just films that we've seen this year, I, I hate harping back to it, but I think Suicide Squad was still worse than this. Like if Suicide I- Squad had not been released. Also, Suicide Squad had a much larger budget. Yep. Also, it had a lot of backstory to pull on. So it, it had extra disappointment yeah. value. Where this one is just like, well, when I first saw it, it was a total surprise. It was like, oh, movie 43, it's got a huge cast list. Oh, I'll go see that at the cinemas. 
got about five minutes and I'm like, what am I watching? See, I had thought this movie was the one that was about New Year's Eve. Like, I thought that was the one that we were seeing. That one's called New Year's Eve. Yeah, shocking, I know. <laughs> but I literally thought that this was, they were the same thing because I think that movie also has a huge ensemble cast, doesn't it? Yeah, also Valentine's Day, also Mother's Day. It's one of those. Oh, okay, gross. Yeah. Okay. Well, this sure was a movie. Now, we- Is it though? It's more of a sketch show yeah. presented as a film. Yeah, okay. I know we normally don't do like a full plot breakdown, but I think for this film, because I mean, I don't know many people that have actually gone and seen it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to give my play on what the plot was for this film. Yeah. But I'm going to need some help. Oh. Okay. The two friends and they're playing a prank on one of the friend's younger brother. And they tell him, because his younger brother's really into computers, that there is this forbidden movie, quote, it's like The Ring, except if you watch it all the way through, good things happen to you, not bad things. And it's called Movie 43. They've just made this thing up because they want this guy distracted for a while as he goes onto the dark web and tries to find it. So as he's trying to find it, he pulls up different movies on his journey there. And they're all these movies. And we see one after the other after the other and it cuts back to these three boys on their journey for the real movie 43, you know, as the film goes on. And then the film decides, fuck it, movie 43 is a real thing and then brings in like this Russian character who's trying to stop the boys from getting there. Then I think the Chinese or some, you know, Asian mobsters get involved as well. They end up finding movie 43 and it causes the nuclear apocalypse. And um, then it, the movie just kind of continues from there for all it of it. It sure too. does. Yeah. <laughs> you think that they would have a framing device for the whole movie. No, just half of it. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I, 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 I kept hitting the, like, the enter button on my um, DVD remote just to see like, how long this movie had left. And after the world ended, I popped it on and there was almost 25 minutes left. And I was like, okay. I didn't think this film would have a fourth act, but here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it barely had a first and second. Well, it definitely had a first act. There was a setup. And then the rest is just cruise control. Well, they didn't even have the same setup. Like it had in the UK a totally different framing device. It was about three teenagers looking for this mysterious 43. And then, and so is in the two different places, it was released differently. Wait, okay, the version I saw. Um, one of the, it must have been the American version. One of the boys took his brother's laptop, yeah, went and watched no, that's, porn that's for an the, hour. Or, that's the US release. That's yep. the one that I watched as well. Yep. But in my research that I do, because I'm a good podcaster yep. who does my research. I researched about a million names, thank you very much. <laughs> it was released in the UK okay. with different scenes. I wonder if they would have gone for more like the, is it the in-betweeners? Those, those funny British lads, like that sort of humour? Maybe. Because it's very, it is Maybe. very toilety as well, kind of like what we got, except it is <sighs> British. So toilety. This film, I like... Shall we do our production notes before oh, we Oh yeah, I suppose we should before yeah. I review the film. <laughs> um, uh, here's my production note. I watched this movie half an hour ago and have no notes. I'm saying. <laughs> um, Almost everyone in the cast is now in the Marvel movies or in the DC movies. There is or a lot of those played superheroes. Barry Jackman, Barry Jackman, um, Farris, uh, Chris Pratt. What's Farris? Anna Farris. Yeah, what movie has she been in? Uh, 
I don't know. I'll do the research. Probably something. I'll yeah. cut it in later. Um, Colin Farrell was originally cast as the Leprechaun. Okay, that's surprising for me. Literally, when I'm watching it with my wife and we get the phone call from the second Leprechaun, I'm going to her and go, this has come out after Taken, right? This is 100% Liam Neeson. That's what's happening, right? It's like, it has to be Liam Neeson and it was not. Um, right? But that, that, that's, yeah, that's the go-to sure. joke, right? He's even calling on the phone to give them a threat. And he's, is Liam Neeson Irish? Uh, Liam Neeson is Irish, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this is Arthur Taken. I don't yeah. understand how that didn't happen. He might have just said, no, I don't like this, like Trey Parker and Matt Stone did. Wait, they said no to this? They had initially were going to direct a segment and then they read the script and went like, no, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually fantastic. Uh, also, um, if you because you've just watched the movie, if you had to have a guess as to what the title meant, what would you, what would you hazard? My initial guess, because I didn't know how long this movie was going to be, it was a lot shorter than I thought. I actually was like, oh, it must be 43 different skits. That's what my original thought was. But I obviously it wasn't 43. It was like 17? No. Something 12 like that. Or so, I don't know. That was my first guess, but I have no idea. Well, uh, that's a good guess, but it is wrong. Okay. Uh, it has no meaning. It's just called Movie 43. Did I just pick your name? Apparently. Well, I'm happy I'm wrong. Can you imagine 43 different skits? Like, I thought this movie would be over two hours. I wouldn't have watched it. I would not have watched it. Yeah. Although the skits would have been shorter, I guess, because would, they wouldn't have gone for three hours of skits. Yeah. 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 So they filmed it over four years, okay. um, which is a long time for, for this, a failure. Yeah. For this to keep happening. Well, obviously, it was super cheap budget because there's all like single sets, no huge effects. It's all, yeah, kind of TV production values at most. Yeah. Uh, Which only really showed during the apocalypse scene, I thought. I think else I thought it looked clean enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Also in the animated cat. I thought that was meant to be shitty because that was James Gunn. Yes. And I I don't know if that was a choice or not, but yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) I mean, there, there is some, like, James Gunn, the original title of the song was That Gay Fucking Cat. Okay. But then the studio didn't like that. So he decided to die on that hill um, by suggesting another or a whole bunch of more other, more offensive titles um, after writing this essay about how it was essential to the character and the artistic integrity of the piece that it'd be called that gay fucking cat. Well, I mean, the cat was actually gay though. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, he could argue that it wasn't meant to be slanderous towards... Like, no, he, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's not an inaccurate song, yeah. but it's not It's not the mm. accuracy that the studio yeah, had yeah. a problem with. So what was the song in the end? I didn't hear it. I mean, I heard it, but I can't remember the word. The song is just called The Cat Song. The lyrics are all exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> so, fearing, for some reason, the uh, a negative critical response to this movie. Shocking, yes. They did not screen it in advance because they were worried that the negative critical response would stop audiences from going see it. DC, that, take notes. That is why I didn't know anything about it when I went in to see it and I was like, oh, I've given you my money now. I regret this choice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think that's that's it. That's all. That's all I. Do you want? To, do you want to do yeah. movie babies, or do you just want to get into this review? Uh, let's let's say that it combines uh, Little Britain, the TV show, yeah, yeah, with American Pie. Okay, I might go just to piggyback off you, American Little Britain. Remember the the other version over in the US? I did not watch that. Well, imagine all the quirkiness of Little Britain, but with all the unsubtleness <laughs> of, of standard American humor. That's not a, that's not a diss. It's just the, the, there's a difference in styles. No, you hate Americans. Like I get that's it. true. I do say that often. Mixed with, oh, I guess just a. Ball of disappointment. No, it's not even disappointment. It's awkwardness. This yeah. film is just cringy the whole way through. But the thing is, a lot of the jokes aren't funny to start with and then they push them into that awkward like, okay, it's funny, it's less funny, it's not funny. Okay, it's funny again. Yep. It's not funny to start with and then you're just like, how much longer can this go on for? And then it they intensify the unfunny joke and then the skit ends and you're like, I'm not sure why Hugh Jackman did that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want, okay, let's target a couple of... I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the skits because, frankly, I'm probably not going to remember them all. But let's go through the ones that we can at least, quote, say, noteworthy ones. We'll start with the Hugh Jackman one, though. When he revealed that he had a set of testicles on his throat. I think some part of me hadn't seen this before because... <laughs> a lot, a lot of these skits have actually shown up on the internet as like GIFs. Yeah. Like reaction GIFs. Like particularly the uh, the period one where you've got the woman in the black swimsuit and the woman in the white swimsuit. They yep. both walk into the ocean and a shark jumps out and eats one. Like a lot of them are just around now in the zeitgeist. I think I've like- seen the one at the very end where, um, oh, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks gets stabbed to death by children. Yes. I think I've seen that somewhere <laughs> as well. But Hugh Jackman's testicle throat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. That was that was when Jess was still watching this film with me. You mean the very first, the very first skit? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well and done, Jess. If you're listening to this, you'd made the right choice. She had away. left the room before the end of this skit. Yep. She can't do awkward things, awkward <laughs> movies. And I just, I kind of started laughing, but it wasn't at the movie. Like at what was happening, it was like, oh, good god. This thing has been going for five minutes. What is happening to my life? Like that was the point where I realized I had lost control of what was on the screen. Yep. And this film was just going to happen around me. Yeah. it's. I think as it goes, that was a fairly accurate representation of the movie going forward. Um, going for that combination awkward, gross-out humor. Shock as well, I guess. Like yeah. that wasn't the reveal. I mean, I didn't expect a reveal. Oh no! It has to be gross out. Like I, yeah. I instead of shock, it's just like we go straight onto the next one, which is homeschooled. And like, is that the next one with Lee Shriver and stuff? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, do you have a list up? Do you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect. Because yeah. I'm not going to forget anything. Man. <laughs> yep. With them, the mother and the son making out. Yep. And the implication that they've had sex. That one, not that exact part. It's this one was actually one of the ones I thought was on the funnier side. Like it started out funny, and then at the end, it's just like, oh, yep. I, I was. I love when Lee Schreiber was like 
the coach and he's like pegs him with the dodgeball and like when they were bullying him throughout yeah, the house. Yeah. That stuff was pretty funny. Um, uh, I was lost the moment that he attacked him in the shower. Yeah. And then when the kid rocks up at the end with the sex doll or the, with the doll or whatever, that was, yeah, that was the shark being jumped right there. That was one of my, fa- <laughs> my, my more liked ones, I guess. If I had to rank them. Let me go straight into the toilet with the proposition. Proposition, which one was that one again? Anna Faris and Chris Pratt who were married at the time and all the poop. My goodness. (laughs) I... Anna Faris coming from like the scary scary movie franchise but she can pull off like that stupid humour. Like... Say what you will about those movies. I enjoy a couple of them, but not all of them. But she's she's okay in them, you know? Yeah. yeah. They, this wasn't one of those moments. And this could have been, like, I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of where it is like, okay, this this has potential. I don't like toilet humour, but... Me either, yes. Chris Pratt is a funny man. Anna, Anna Faris. Faris is a funny woman. Hopefully they can do something with that. But as soon as he's cooking at a barbecue and he's got his white friend and his black friend and they're talking about um, defecating on women, it's like, oh, no, this, yep. is, this is terrible. Let's go on. Let's, no, I can't. Just let's get over this. I I, I literally just I turned my ears off. I waited for him to get hit by the taxi, and then I looked forward to the next. Uh, well, I guess in two hours' time when I'm no longer watching yeah. the movie. What was next after that one? Because that I have no, I don't know what to say. It was it was even gross. It was just weird. Yeah. This one is the one that I laugh at the most. Yeah, it's uh, called Veronica. And it's oh, Kieran Culkin, Culkin yeah. and Emma Stone. This one was good. Yeah. And like, it had a great premise. It was, it was like totally weird and they're trying to outweird each other. It's a great improv game. And it also, paid off at the end. Like it was a, this was the best written one. Paid off at the end. My, my was upset that when he ran out the door to go see her that we didn't catch up. Or did I, I know, blink? The payoff at the end was basically everyone who's been listening to them oh, covers yeah, yeah. shift and he runs out to have his moment. The reason I knew this one was one of the good ones is because I wanted to follow him yeah. when he went <laughs> off. Because I was like, what's going to happen with this story? And then we don't, we don't get that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it was great performance by both of them. And I um, think this one, as opposed to pretty much everything else, relied on dialogue and not on visual toilet humour. Yeah. Like, uh, testicles on a neck or oh, or, or feces believe. covering a taxi window. I cannot believe they put balls in his yeah. neck. <laughs> the thing is, you say South Park guys said no to this. Yeah. They have an episode where everyone like inflates their testicles and walks on them. Yeah, but that is a uh, satirical comment on something. This isn't... This is this isn't a comment on anything. This, this is, is just a, a weird guy with testicles on his throat for some reason that is never established. It reminded me of Men in Black Two, and when you're reminding me of Men in Black Two, your movie's not doing a good job. <laughs> it was after Jay uh, Will Smith's character brings back Tommy Lee Jones's character into the Men in Black because he gets his mind wiped into the yep. first one. And they're having like their first fight together and Kay doesn't really remember what's going on and he's attacking this guy and Jay yells, Kay, because he, he keeps trying to take out this guy. He's like, he's a ball chinian. <laughs> and that's when he pulls down this guy's turtleneck to reveal a pair of testicles on his chin. Yeah. And he jumps into the air and fly kicks him in the face. And that's what this movie reminded me of. That one bit just everywhere. Yeah. What was yeah. next, Zane? Uh, I, babe. 
So this is a this recurring is the, one. This is the ad for one, this right? This is the ad. Do you want to cover iBabe and Talks? I want to go. I want to get to the pitch meeting. Is it the pitch? Is the? Well, yeah, you can go to the pitch. Yeah, it this was... is one of the better ones. I thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought this is. You said the other one relied a lot on um, dialogue. This one does too. It's just a board meeting. At least it, it has a premise and it has a point yeah. of view about like. Uh, <laughs> I guess the asexuality of Steve Jobs. I think so. Is like they're so obsessed with tech that they're and that like this shape of product tested the best. So of course we're going to shape it like yeah. that. And why would anyone put their penis in the <laughs> vent that we've installed in the vagina? When he pulls out the chart, that's like what we have is step one: they buy the iBabe. <laughs> step two. They put their fingers in the eye, babe. Step three, they sue us. Yeah. But what we want to do is remove step three and two and just stick to step one. The guy's like, oh, I understand. Ah, money. <laughs> money. Yep. Um, no, this is one of the better ones, I thought. Yes. Like, it was clever. Um, surprising. Like, I didn't call him out McCasters, but like Seth MacFarlane was in that boardroom. Yeah. I didn't hear him yeah. speak. No, there was, a, there was a few people there. Yeah. And like, but again, I think this is before Seth MacFarlane was... Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after after that one, we have the superhero speed dating, which was... Less awkward? I'll give really? It. Less awkward? It had more punchlines. I'll yeah. give it that. Uh, most everything that people said was a punchline or a reference, which was better than some of the other skits. I have written in my notes here... Better than Justice League. <laughs> this gave me, for what shitty movie it was, uh, clip it was, gave me more enjoyment than that movie. And Christian Bell is a great looking Supergirl. Yeah. Doesn't she just look like, just, I don't know, she just looks so good yeah. in that right. I don't know. Anyway, I was happy with this one. Not really much to say about it. It was a funny bunch of Honestly, it was, superhero jokes. It was a plateau for me this is I, I didn't really yeah. laugh at it like i i appreciated that they this had a little more work put into it yep. uh so the only thing i didn't like at the very end was the robin making out with the riddler like yeah. the gay joke thing but because that was the only one that felt like cheap everything else felt like it was clever set up like they set up like yeah. what's in superman's hair for a payoff five minutes later and the thing like there's little things here and there but yeah that punchline at the end was just oh okay uh, so then we, well, I guess then we have the next, the PSA about uh, kids. You found my favourite one. <laughs> this is my favourite for the entire film. Don't fuck it. Wait, oh wait, the kids? Oh, about hit. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. So popular machines affect the feeling of children stuck inside the machines. So this yeah, is your favourite one? That's my absolute favourite one. Yeah. That was, it was beautifully shot. It was like one of those ads where they try to raise money for like kids in Africa. Yeah. It was, this is actually great. It was short, done. Yep. It was hilarious. And it wasn't filthy for the sake of being anything. It was just, isn't it hilarious yeah. to think that there's little kids inside of all these machines? <laughs> like that was the whole premise. And it yeah. was great and they ran with it. And again, slave labor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, then we have a really awkward one, middle school date, which is the period. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Patrick Warburton in this. Yeah. And he made me laugh when he came out the first time. And I come over to what he yells and he realizes she's on the period. It's like, oh, good God. I mean, congratulations. Like, I enjoy him. Did you enjoy the fart after everyone left? Oh, I did not. I was like, <laughs> why is that here? <laughs> because that's what men do, right? 
I guess. Men. The second he turns on the TV and we get the period ad, I, I thought this clip was going to continue about the kid getting like his first erection or something <laughs> and I was really terrified. And then when it ended with the shark attack thing, I was like, oh, thank God. I couldn't Again, do more. Again, that segment, the Tampax segment, which is listed as a different one directed by that, that is very short, succinct, very funny joke. Yep. Great. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yep. Happy birthday. Why am I not remembering this one? Leprechauns. That was a birthday present one? Yeah. Okay. If It's Sean William Scott and Johnny Knoxville. It's kind of what I expected. It's exactly what I expected, but this one has the most disappointing punchline of the, oh, I give blowjobs for gold coins. I'm like... Yeah. Surprise, Why you're in a porn. Why is that meant to be funny? Yeah, no, it's not funny. But I did enjoy them fighting the midgets and like how easily they take them out. And they're like, yeah, these guys don't have much fight in them. Like, there was some, some good stuff in this one. Punchline at the end, terrible. I appreciated that they took his eye out and stuff. Like they, they went that I push think, on violence a bit. I think the deal with the actual fighting the leprechauns, I think that's the funny part of the scene. Yeah. But unfortunately, they had twice as much of that before that and half as much of that again. After yeah, that. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, then we have Truth or Dare. This is the premise that oh. I remember the most from the film and the one that I wish was better. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it feels like the idea has a lot of promise. But <clears throat> they end up just like making it grotesque, like with yep. the, the really racist plastic surgery. Yeah, they had dipped into like... What is it? Um, the the guy that did the fly, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. Oh no, that meant the director. But you know, like that sort of body horror. Oh, um, um, yeah, yeah. Is escape movie? You know what I mean? Um, that kind of stuff, like really fucked up. I think if they had pushed it even further, I could have gotten back on board with it. Yeah, but the pranks just weren't. Honestly, if it didn't go like racial, or if it didn't go like. Her crazy boob and f- boobs and face. I think it, I would have been more mm. on board with it if it was like more actual human or more like actual Borat um, dares, like yep. making other people feel really uncomfortable. Like I think that, like with the, the grabbing the guy's ass sort of thing. But like, or when she blew out the blind kid's oh, birthday. I, I, I really did like that. Yeah, that like, was so bad. I think if they went on that and, and less with the plastic surgery route, I think that would have been as successful. Yeah, it was remember the time he got a full penis ejaculating tattooed onto his face. So I was yeah. like, this has gone too far in a, the for me the wrong yeah. direction. And this yeah. is this is the exact example I would give where toilet humor has ruined this movie. Yeah, is like if you cut out a lot of the toilet humor and made it like clever jokes, then I would appreciate this form of movie. I don't know who did it, but I found this um. This video on Facebook, and it feels like a skit that could have easily have been put into this. It's called Lie Detector, I believe it was. There's three friends, they're playing Jenga, they're all adults, and they decide after they play Jenga, play a different game. And one of the friends comes out and he has a game called Lie Detector. He's like, let's play this game. And one of his friends is like, oh, I'm not really interested in playing that game. And the other guy's like, why? What are you hiding? Just dark secrets? And the guy's like, no, no, I don't. I just don't want to play this stupid game. And the third friend, you know, like, yeah, no, let's play it, let's play it. So they're all hooked up to their, their little hats on, the little lie detector hats. And they pull out, like, the questions. And it's like, do you like cupcakes? And the guy's like, of course I do. And it dings to say, like, he's telling the truth. And 
one of the friends then, you know, starts like, you know, asking questions like, have you ever killed a man? And the guy's like, no. And it buzzes that he's lying. And they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And the, the point, the payoff for this whole thing is one of the friends is a hitman. And one of his, and his other friend is an undercover cop that has befriended him to catch him yeah. out of this. And the third friend is just, he doesn't know what's going on because they're now accusing each other of being a cop and being a hitman through the game. And this other guy's like, what's wrong with my game cards? Because he's just got like, is your favorite color red and stuff? <laughs> and yeah, the, the, the whole payoff is that they have caught each other and they've both got like people with guns on the house so they can't get out. And that feels like the, the kind of escalation that the yes. Truth or Dare game yeah. could have taken. Yeah. But yeah, then it decided, no, nah, let's do Asian stereotypes. Then we have my personal favourite. Which one is that? Victory's Glory. Which is uh, in 1959, Coach Jackson oh, lecturing God. his all-black basketball team. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a great one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very good one. Because this is like... <laughs> it, t- it takes the tropes of sports movies and totally flips them on its head. Yep. It's like, you're going to win because you're better. It has n- and, and it's di- indirectly because you're a different race. Yep. You're more athletic, you're taller, you, you have better muscle structure... You can't look. Like this team is 25 and I was like, yeah, but coach, we only went against all black teams. It's like, exactly. You're going to kill these white boys. <laughs> and then the payoff at the end when the white team gets one point for a penalty and yep. everyone goes wild <laughs> and the celebration shows up one point to 150. Yeah. I think it was really well told and hilarious. No, it was a very good one. Is that the second last skit? Is the next one just the cat one? Then we've got the cat one. Listen, I love Elizabeth Banks and Josh Jamal. It was I used to watch that uh, that show. Like it was a Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It was a for, you know, for what it was. It was an okay show. He was pretty okay in it too. This one, the cheapness of the cat was actually for me that was funny. It was an endearing element to this skit. I just, I don't know. It just wasn't funny for me. And it's really weird because I enjoy all these actors. I enjoy the writer. I enjoy the director. It just, I never laughed. And it wasn't like I was grossed out. It wasn't like I was in shock. It Honestly, just didn't tickle yeah, me. It, it wasn't, I think the timing was off with this. Yeah. And also too far too quick. Just like the the situation that is that the humans were existing in and the situation that the cat was existing in is just like vastly different headspaces and switching between them I just couldn't I just couldn't keep up. Like it was Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that us? Are we done? Are we free from this prison of movies? Um, oh then there's the subplot of the entire movie. Yeah. The world ends the end. And that's it. Yeah, they try to fix it but they can't because yeah. the end. So there's a couple that were cut, but uh, uh, a, a breast-flashing daughter and Anton Yelchin uh, playing a necrophiliac. I'm glad that both were cut. Yep. That's I it. would have been glad if a couple more were cut, but I mean, it's funny. there are a couple in here that are good. Yeah, there are a couple. Usually the ones that aren't totally sex slash poop based. You know what the freaking Hugh Jackman one is? It's from Juice Bigelow too. There's a woman with a penis for a nose. Oh, yeah. It's just that same thing except they put balls on a guy. But it's yep. pretty much the same gag too. Like when she sneezes, she comes. And when he... Oh, they, there was the bit in the credits where they, he couldn't do it, but he was meant to like piss from his mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. In that one, do you think we're meant to believe that 
she was just imagining it or it was actually there and no one was noticing it? I don't I know they didn't give us an answer, but I, I hold my hands up in the air for I have no idea what they were going for. I know when Kate Winslet was signed on, she wanted to have a an ear on her back and somehow that turned into testicles on Hugh Jackman's neck. Huh. So Okay, well on that god awful note. And I'm Alex. Oh dear God. I mean, mean He's back from the dead. <laughs> no. I think I missed something here. Yep. <laughs> Whoops. Well, Alex, I killed you. <laughs> well, surprise. It was a skit. Like, oh, 43. Oh, it meant <laughs> nothing. A bit that meant nothing. <laughs> okay. Way well, to stay on theme. Right. <laughs> Let's get to our recommendations then. Uh, Zane. No, no one watched this movie ever. <laughs> Find... Buy, invest all your money in buying every copy of this movie that exists and destroying it for future generations. There were bits in this that were funny, but they are no justification for the rest of the absolute garbage fire of a movie that this is. Everyone who was in it should be ashamed of what they've done. Which is 99% of Hollywood yes. by the look at my notepad here. <laughs> Just going to look at Seb's notepad. and uh... Yeah, like literally I wrote down the names pretty damn neatly and it takes up the entire page. And I only named actors that I knew who were. Oh, come on. There are a lot of good people in it and a lot of good people doing terrible things. Uh, not just like terrible like gross out things, like just bad acting, poor yeah. performances. The writers should be ashamed of themselves. The directors in some cases did really poor jobs. It's There's no saving this movie. Um, and I think, I think this movie actually has poisoned the well for um, anthology and skit movies for the last 10 years moving forward on into the future. Alex? Um, so... Funny story, probably <laughs> kind of why I'm late as well. Um, I've had a busy weekend and uh, I went to watch this at um, about nine o'clock last night recording like magic uh, um, and uh, I, had, I opened a beer, I was, I was getting ready for it, drank my beer and fell asleep promptly within like five minutes of the movie starting. So I don't know what happened at all. Alex being the most testicles, right? But don't watch it. (laughs) Alex being the most pure of us, I have to believe that God picked his favorite son from this podcast, put him to rest (laughs) to avoid the punishment, and the rest of us, uh, well, we were involved in the rapture that was this film. Yeah, because we're already dead and we're living in hell. Yep. And our hell just happens to be Alex's (laughs) heaven. (laughs) You poor person. Uh You simple fool. (laughs) I'm going to say, God, firstly, no, this movie is. Bad. I still, re- I would still rewatch it any day over Suicide Squad. Like, oh god! If you had to whoa, pick whoa, one, whoa. yes. Yeah. Because if I had one, to pick one, yeah. This one you have it's it's bite sized pieces of terrible. Suicide Squad is just one giant well yeah. of awfulness. I will say that some of these skits, the ones that we said that we liked, just YouTube them. Like yeah. they're they're funny for what they are. They take five to ten minutes depending on each of them. But the, the problem is, there's like three of them. And then there's 10 more that are shit. I don't know why this wasn't a web series or something like that. I don't know why. Too high high profile actors maybe? I I don't know. No one had a YouTube account to upload to. 2013. Yeah. It's not that long ago. I mean. No, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a big old no-skis from me. Yeah. Maybe no one could be fucked. That must be wrong. No, 2003. 
Is this was this was thirteen? I thought because it was after Taken had come out, which I thought was like two thousand seven or eight, wasn't it? It is thirteen. Yeah, I have. It's, it's worse. My now. memory has put this far further back in my life. I always comment that movies today, pacing wise, are so much better than a lot of older movies. You know, just the techniques are more advanced. Everything feels so much more smooth. But then you get films like this, and you're like, yeah, but you st- you're still a monkey with the camera, and that's all you are. Okay, I'm going to fix this. I'm remaking it. Hit me with some elements. They're all dogs. Can't can't be built. Can't be worse. It can't it be has worse. to be They're better, really, right? Yeah. Except the cat. The cat can remain a cat. Okay, well that makes more sense. They're all dogs, and it's a noir. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Can't be worse. You know what? <laughs> can be. So what we're getting here is me pitching just a different no, movie, no, no, right? Actually, is that what I'm doing? Slapstick. No, pure starring dogs, pure slapstick. That's pretty much what this was, though. I, no, no. I didn't get a chance but to like, watch it, but better. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what that means. I'm just going to continue on with my life. Oh, um. Did I fix the thing? Am I fixing the thing? Is this this is really good airtime? Yeah, radio. Fix it. <laughs> fix it. Is it fix fixed? the movie? Is it fixed? Oh no. Okay. So you know the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven. Mm-hmm. No one in this movie gets to do that. Oh, oh but in my movie, All Dogs oh. Go to Heaven. Good. How is Ali G not in this, this movie as well? Don't um, say standards. I saw Bruno. Don't say standards. Uh, you, do you mean Sasha Baron Cohen? Did I say Ali G? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I meant the actor. I think I think it's like Trey Parker and Matt Stone, actual comedians who like write things. Like yes, Borat and Bruno and Ali G are not high brow comedies, yep. but they still have they still have an idea of what makes something funny. I think if you read the scripts to these, you can go. Ooh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. This is a weird one. So, guys, they're just dog skits. Like, I'm not going to pitch you 13 different skits with no. dogs. But you <laughs> Like, I'm just not going to do I mean, that. Honestly, all you have to do is put dogs in amusing situations, watch them be dogs, be cute, and make a movie out of it. Yeah. And fix. I, okay. Just like the one that I think. Gonna be <laughs> Here's a skit. Just one that I think would even tie into the, the themes of this film. Okay, you know like in the beginning of all those Austin Powers movies where they had the big dance sequence while the, while the theme song plays and it so always... So much, yes. Yeah. Yep. You could do one of those with dogs that starts with like one dog sniffing the butt of another dog, but there's a dog behind them sniffing their butt and suddenly you just pull out and it's just like some sort of arranged dog butt sniff dance where they're all like walking in circles and shapes and stuff. I reckon that'll fit in pretty much to what we just saw, except it's with dogs. And even though it's gross, infinitely cuter. No? Why did you like have it. to go butts? Because this, this film was. <laughs> yeah, that's butts. true. <laughs> and that last skit with the, the cat, if you put dogs into that, it's just literally cats and dogs, the movie. Yeah. Except one of them's heavily animated and the rest are just dogs. Yeah. But also the cat's in love with a dog and so he, she, he has to... Kill the girl dog because the girl dog's in love with the boy dog. Runs her down with a station wagon, uh, with a, uh, what, SUV? Yeah. No, a special truck. victims unit. That's the one. <laughs> Great. Got them good. Is this movie done? I feel like it's done. Sure. Dogs. Dogs. Just dogs. dogs fix everything. Thanks, dogs. Yeah. But my actual suggestion for the real movie is just, you know, just 
you know, when you look over your writing, just be like, mm, maybe Hugh Jackman shouldn't have testicles for a neck. Maybe that's not a thing that we do in a movie. Yeah. I mean, I laughed at it, but like terrified, like, oh God, yes. <laughs> make sure the doors aren't locked. I think the lesson that I learned from this movie is that a funny visual is nothing without a punchline. The end. Like yep. so many of these skits were based on like getting to a specific funny visual, be it Chris Pratt covering a taxi in feces or whether it is just staring at Hugh Jackman with testicles on his neck for five minutes with no actual payoff for that joke. So I guess just put a punchline in. Yeah, just try and be funny, guys. Be funny. Be funny. That's my one note. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always I've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or second take podcast. You, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at second take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any movies unless we're reviewing them. (laughs) And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other, all of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day, There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks uh, very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Okay, so you find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy-looking bartender. And uh, I will to crime. What? I will to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I will to crime with advantage. Okay, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst. 
Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that's not canonproductions.com or find Law and Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A that's not Canon Productions podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.